Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Life as Beaks podcast. It's a very stormy night here on this uh, Tuesday evening, but I'm in very good company, so it's worth it. Me and my girl, Taylor, have been shooting the shit for the last, like, hour and a half. We have been eating some snacks. We got a nice little spread here. We have homemade spinach dip, thanks to Wheezy. We have some kettle-cooked chips in three different flavors, original salt and vinegar, and the spicy dill pickles, which I think are really good. Of course. Do you like those ones? I wasn't sure if I should speak yet. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I was like, is this still part of the introduction? No, fuck just... it. Here we are. This is it. Yeah, we're here tonight. We're recording. It's spooky. It's it is raining. super spooky. When you got here, Taylor's mom dropped her off because like, hashtag like, I'm 15 years 15 old. 15 years and old. I was like, could you drive me to my friend's house? <laughs> and she gets out of the car and her mom is like waving and like saying goodbye. And then her mom starts like honking the horn. And at the same time that she starts honking the horn, the lightning just explodes in the sky. Like the same amount of times. It was in sync with your mom honking the yeah, horn. Yeah, it was very cinematic. It was so fun. It was a cinematic experience. Yeah, it was, it was setting the tone for the evening. So. Yeah. As you know, I have a special guest for this podcast episode. I think we're on episode 21 or 22. I can't remember. Don't look at me because I just admitted to Beaks <laughs> that I'm not a podcast person and I have yet to listen to an episode, which is awful. No, So I need to fine. backtrack and I need to go back and listen to every single one because I'm now a guest on this podcast. An imposter. I'm an, this is, I'm an imposter. I'm just kidding. But For not real. really. Not really, though. But it's going to be great. She's going to listen, and she's going to love it. And you know what? If this is the first episode that you listen to, the one that you're on, to get you onto the groove of listening to podcasts, then so be it. And everyone is, like, deeply... Like, podcast people are podcast people. They're, like, you rat or die. I mean? uh-huh. Like, you mentioned the word podcast, and they're like, oh, oh, one sec. Let me <laughs> run you through like the seven podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis and give you like the plot lines of each. Mm -hmm. Like they're in it and I want to be one of those people. You can, you will. One day. I saw this TikTok and it was really funny. It's like, we are 20, like people in their late 20s, like we have one of three things, mental illness, (laughs) everyone has a podcast or like something else. And I'm like, damn, I'm being like, attacked right now exposed here yeah but i'm like whatever it's fine it's a good pastime it's a good passion like why not have people just listen to the rambling things that i have to say you know what i mean i also feel like between the two of us Mm. we should probably take a shot for every time we say okay so i saw this tiktok (laughs) so since i walked through the door i've just been like okay have you seen the tiktok about the chips and you're like yeah listed off like word (laughs) for word exactly oh my god i love tiktok honestly what's like your favorite types of tips yeah well, the sounds right now, I have to say my For You page, like, sounds, I'm not loving them right now. They're not my They're kind of boring, right? Like They are a little bit boring. I don't like the one that goes, here comes the boy. It makes me cringe. I don't like it either. Oh, and I one. don't like the one um, that's like, um, I can't even imitate it, but it's like, go ahead, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're all pissed and like, go ahead, no. I know. I'm just like, I, this isn't for me, but there's a few sounds and now I'm blanking because I'm on the spot and I'm very nervous. I should have wrote these down, but there's a few that like, I will watch over and over again because I'm like, that is so funny and that is so good. The humor is where it's at on TikTok. Like, it really is. Humor is shit and the food videos. Oh my good Lord. And I also love the ones too, where it's like. TikTok people talking to other TikTok people in real life, where someone's having a conversation with you and you respond in a sound. <laughs> I feel like and I the, do that all the time. And the other person's like, what the fuck? 
because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're they talking about. They have no about. idea what you're talking I've about. I've never seen any of those on my For You page, but, like, send me a couple. Okay, I will. Oh, my God, I will. <laughs> I love so it. Good. I love it. Sending TikToks is honestly, like, a love language of mine. I think so. I haven't been on it in a couple days, so then I went on it today, and I had, like, ten messages from, like, my friends sending me TikToks or, like, liking the TikToks that I've sent them recently, and it's just, it's a hoot and holler, you know? It's a hoot and holler. <laughs> hoot and holler. I know. I think we should make a petition for it to be, like, the sixth love language of the world. Honestly, yeah. Yes, let's get that in writing. Do you know your love language? All of them. Come no, I'm on. just kidding. I love. You know no. what? The reason I say that is because I feel like I, I lo- look at that list and I uh-huh. don't know the top winner. I feel like there's a few okay. on there. That so I like. mine definitely quality time and acts of service. Because like I've noticed a pattern when I'm like hanging out with somebody or like seeing somebody, I always ask them to do things for me because I like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely acts of service, um, but also quality time, like. I honestly love them all. Like, they're all great. Like, I won't say no to any of them. Right? But, For sure. So you don't know what yours is. I don't know because I feel like I love all of them. Yeah, who doesn't? Who doesn't love to be loved? But you're, yeah, exactly. I think that yours are probably what I would pick, too, mm-hmm. as, like, a top contender. I just find, like, acts of service is such a good way to prove, like, you're actually doing something to show me that you care you're not just like talking out of your ass and be like yeah i actually really like you or care about you or i love you or whatever but like people can say one thing and do something completely opposite but when you're actually doing the physical work you're putting in the work you're then i know that it's true work. you know what I, I also mean? feel like um men are big acts of service people like they like to do acts of service or they like to receive acts of service they like to do acts of service yes totally because this is again just based on tiktoks that i've seen I don't know, but a lot of them are like, you know, the their dad has never had like an emotional conversation with them or talked about how much they mean to to them or whatever. But they'll cut them cut them up pieces of fruit every morning. People <laughs> so talk about this shit on TikTok. I know, and I know it deeply. Like whatever, and it it's totally an act of service. Like you're, yeah. you know, men not wanting to talk about anything or but whatever. But they'll do things for you. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. Actually, now that I have seen that TikTok, it was like a ma, a daughter and her dad, and she was like, "Dad, I really like watermelon." And then he went and bought a shit ton of yeah, watermelon, and like, yes. yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. For sure. So I that. think that's I think that's what it is, especially for like, but who knows? Everyone's different. Everyone Everyone's is different. on their own life journey. Mm-hmm. Speaking of life journey, can you introduce yourself oh, to the right. listeners? Yeah. Tell after, us who you are after like I don't even know how 20 minutes of 20 rambling. minutes. Like let's get into it. Who is Taylor? Okay, so I am Taylor. I am 28 and I recently in a um insane plot twist have moved to vancouver but i my hometown is sudbury beaks and i were trying to figure out where our friendship stems from Mm -hmm. it is purely online friendship we never met at a high school party because which i thought we did but i was wrong a hundred percent and i think that's because okay you always went to the very cool parties i was a loser in grade nine for sure grade 10 i didn't start partying until grade 11 Come so on. there's no, no, my parents were super strict. Like I couldn't go out anywhere. I had to lie all the time. So like I've truly started going out actually started grade 10. I remember it was Ashton Gobo's summer birthday party. And I said to my mom, I'm going to a party and she goes, okay, take these little six coolers and be safe. And I had the best <laughs> fucking time. And that was the start of my partying career. I'm pretty sure. And that's it. And it's just been uphill. Ever. It's just been <laughs> up and up ever since. Literally too much up, up. But... The party has just not stopped. No. Since, <laughs> since that iconic night. 
<laughs> back in 2008 honestly <laughs> i yeah i don't know i feel like so we knew similar people then yeah. the age of instagram came we followed each other and you i feel like you and i one thing that we have in common a lot is that we actually interact with people that we follow like mm-hmm. if you're a random internet person and you post something that I really like, like I will message you and I will tell you when you look good. And I will tell you when your house is really nice <laughs> and that I wish you well. And I feel like you're like that too. And totally. so I feel like we just started totally. messaging. Yeah. And then there was one day our paths cross. I was here. Something happened, whatever. We ended up finally meeting in person. Totally. And that's that. And, and that's then ever since we've ever been since. like ever, anytime we're in the same city, we like link up and so totally. here we are. Like the last time I saw you, I think was last year. I was in Toronto. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. We so, didn't even know what was ha- about to... No. We didn't know what was us. about to fucking go down. We were talking about dating like as if we knew the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> we, were at, we were... I don't remember what restaurant we were at. It was some... Uh, uh, it was Mexican. like a Grand Electric, baby. It was really good. It was tacos. really good. Tacos and Margs. But I remember you weren't drinking. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have a drink for myself. Oh, yeah. When I was drinking. on my fitness journey, we'll get into that. But <laughs> for real, um, I drink now heavily, often. We have to. This life that we're living, we have to. There's and this no life that we're living, mm-hmm. it's... We're just living. Yeah, we are. We <laughs> truly are. Um, But yeah, so we met up when I was in Toronto for work and had some drinks and chilled. And we, tr- we tried to like get together other times, but I feel like just like... We were busy and didn't really happen, but we made a point for this evening to be a thing, and we had to reschedule because you overcompensate. You, what's the word I'm looking for? You overscheduled yourself the other day. I overscheduled really bad, but and I okay. had a lot of anxiety about it. I called you. I'm like, hi. I'm at my heart's palpitating. <laughs> Honestly, I was totally fine with it. I feel like to- tonight was a better night anyway. Tonight so. was a better night, actually. Yeah. But one thing I'll say, just to drop, I know I'm supposed to be introducing myself right now, but a quick, a quick, like, shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I just poured myself a glass of wine and it just, like, exploded a little bit everywhere. Um, Hey, it is what it is. I feel a really nice, what is it, Cab? Oh, it's a a really fabulous Cab Merlot. Oh, yes. From the Niagara Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm actually a sommelier. <laughs> I know 100% what I'm talking about. Oh my god. But here's, okay, quick compliment to you. Stop. First of all, no, I have to. Okay. And it could be the tequila shot and like the million We blast. did take a tequila shot. This is shot. how I'm opening up this podcast. <laughs> Amazing. But, okay. Okay. So back to how we met as internet friends. There are a lot of people that I meet online, well, that I follow online or whatever, people that I know of and then mm-hmm. we follow and whatever. But there's a lot of people who, like, radiate, like, you just have a sense of who they are, and that is 100% you. Like, Mm. you are a positive, authentic, like, ray of light, and you've always been. And I feel like anytime I've heard of you, or, like, even before we knew each other, like, there is something very, like, special about you, and, yeah, I'm definitely drinking a lot. Oh, my God! (laughs) No, but for real. And so I feel like there was always this thing where it's like, oh, yeah, Beeks, I've never met her, but she seems so cool. And I just want to hang out with her. I just want to have a glass of wine, which is why the first time we ever met up as an internet friend was like we've known each other forever because you're authentic, you're real, you're funny, you're fucking... Are, are we allowed to swear on this? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. When I, I first started sure. the podcast, my stepdad and my mom listened to, like, every episode, and my stepdad hates swearing, even though he swears, too. He goes, don't swear. It's not 
um, professional. And I said, <laughs> I'll say whatever the fuck I want. This is my podcast. Yeah. People know that I swear. Everyone swears. But he's like, oh my god, it's going to be on the internet forever. And I'm like... Everyone says swear words. Everyone says swear words. Swear words. So it's okay. Swear words. Swear words. But, but yeah, it's true. Like, so that's how, like, I basically feel like we met. Was just one of those things where it's like... You messaged me randomly, or I messaged you, or however it ended up happening. But it was one of those things where it was like, yes, I want to meet you because I just know that you're... I just know that you're a positive experience. But I want to experience for real. That is so very nice of you, and I appreciate it And a lot of people are going to comment and be... Well, people... Do people comment? Well, if you post this on Instagram, people are going to be like, I agree. At the (laughs) 22-minute mark... I, I wonder what agree. is the mark though. Like, let's see if it's actually twenty two minutes. But um, honestly, everything you said was so fucking beautiful. Oh, it's only been twelve minutes. <laughs> oh my god, good for us. I literally thought we were at forty five minutes. No, <laughs> no, we have so much more time. <laughs> but everything you said, I could literally just mirror back to you because you are like su- also such a positive ray of light. Fucking funny as shit. Like you could hold the room. You know what I mean? Like you could walk Come into on. a room. And everyone be like, oh my god, Taylor's here. Like, what else does she, what, what does she have to say today? You know what I mean? And you just, like, in a good way. In a fucking good way. Where it's, like, you are just so unapologetically yourself. You know how to have a good time. You know how to interact with people. And you make the funniest jokes. Like, even if you're not actually trying. Like, everything you say, <laughs> it's just, like, it's comical. I'm like, am I living in a movie right now? Like, I'm serious. I'm ser- And it's wow. so... I feel like it's awkward to hear people, like compliment you sometimes and like to hear what other people say about you because not all of the time that we we don't always believe what other people think about us it's so true Do you know what i mean but like obviously it's true because that's your perception and it's of, like why is that why can't we um, just accept a compliment because we have mental illness like uh-huh, cheers to that <laughs> cheers to or that we like negative self-talk and like negative self-doubt and you're just like it's very un not unrealistic, but it's not very, like, talked about where people praise themselves in an open setting. Do you know what I mean? And Because I, people look at it as, like, oh, this girl's, like, bragging that she's this or, or she's this. Like, no one ever goes into room like, oh, I'm feeling really confident today or, like, I'm feeling this or whatever, you know? It's a lot more popular to, like, talk about your sorrows and your sadness or whatnot to for sure. people as opposed to, like, talking about uplifting things about yourself. Or even just, like, getting in the habit of when someone compliments you and just, just saying, saying thank you. Thank you. Yeah, or it's like, oh my god, no, you. I know, but you go the opposite direction where you're like, yeah, oh no, not me. I'm a total piece of shit totally. loser. And then it's just like, wah, wah, wah. But what I've <laughs> yeah. started doing, um, I think it's mostly with men. Like, if they compliment me, I say, I know, thank you for noticing. Oh, I like that move. Like, I was out at camp this weekend and it was an absolute shit show. Like, I, we've been drinking all day. And we were, like, hanging out with everyone at the back 40 or whatever. And I was wearing this, like, perfume. And this one guy that I was talking to and we were just having a deep conversation. So many times, like, oh, you smell so good. Like, you're such an attractive woman or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I know. Thanks. And it was just, like, he was like, wow. Like, confidence. I'm like, yeah, it's the best. Like, I And I honestly feel like he was probably surprised by that. Probably. I feel like most men specifically Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. don't expect that sort of reaction no but it's time that we start living it up that way hundred percent i know i feel like is this going into our segue i'm looking oh i'm supposed to give a fun fact yes a fun fact okay um i can do a bird call Ooh, yeah i can do a loom call which i did at my office talent show in 2000 
17. Office talent show. Yes, and I was robbed of first place. It went to someone who played the guitar, which, I mean, he played the guitar well. I'll try to do it. Hopefully the iPhone picks it up. Hold on. This is like a... Come close. An iconic loon call. Okay, hold on. Okay, I'm closing my eyes. Like, that was pretty good, right? Oh my god, that was really good. (laughs) Hi, my name's Taylor, and I can do loon calls. Like, hey boys, I'm single, and I'm Taylor, and I can do loon calls. (laughs) When they hit in a right, you just start loon calling. And at my office talent show, I had, like, loons in the background. I had, like, a video visual. What did it was you a 360 wear? experience. I just wore regular clothes. <laughs> and I was, like, the fucking intern. It was, like, I, I wasn't an intern, but it was, like, my first job. Like, hi, you're new here, mm-hmm. and, like, that is a bizarre thing to perform. In I love that. That's funny. Yeah. You didn't also tell the listeners what you do for a career. Oh, yes. That, we were getting to that, but then we got sidetracked. Because That's we right. Were just, what I do for work. So I used to work in advertising. I worked in advertising for five years. And I have to say every single person that I've ever met in advertising is the best. Mm -hmm. I am like deeply in love and deeply obsessed with like almost every single person I've come across. But I quit. I recently had a slight plot twist where I quit my advertising job now I work for my best friends. They own a bistro and bakery. Shout out to Mopi 2 in Vancouver. It looks amazing. I haven't been, obviously, but it looks so good. The croissants are really good. Buttery flaky. They're buttery and flaky mm. and delicious, and they're really good. So I work for them, but then I also do like some consulting stuff for other companies. Mainly businesses. small businesses. Yeah. I'm really into small businesses, and I'm into people who like are really passionate about their business about their business and what they do yeah totally it's so cool to talk to people who like love what they're doing and what they put out into the world and it's cool to help them move that forward whereas before I was working for big corporations there's a lot of like advantages to doing that Mm -hmm. and I learned a ton and I'm super grateful and all of that but it is really cool to work with small businesses who are like hustling yeah because it's their livelihood right it's their livelihood Yeah. What type of um, businesses do you uh, work with? Like, is it like mostly retail in like environment or? Yeah, it's like um, okay. So recently, I've been working with someone who is a professional chef mm-hmm. who just wants to kind of like build up her services and kind of do some marketing stuff to put herself out there to do kind of like one on one, like personal Ooh. chef work trainings and courses training and then also also have like an online presence too where she puts out content so I've been helping her is she based out in BC as well in BC okay yeah and so she's great and working with her has been awesome I'm doing some stuff for some vodka soda a vodka soda company which like I've just basically put together a proposal to see if they'll actually accept it it. Mm -hmm. but just even people like reaching out to be like hey I need help with this or I need help with that and putting something together to be like, I can, I can actually help you do this if you really want to. Like, here's kind of the proposal. And, um, I don't know, taking like the entrepreneur, like the entrepreneurial jump has been weird. Like it's been a weird experience where I'm just like, okay, yeah, I actually know what I'm like talking about. Yeah, you do. Yeah. It took like a second for me to be like, right, I I, I know what I'm talking about. And the more that I do stuff and talk to people, Mm -hmm. I have another friend with a clothing line. Like there's just different people who've approached me and I've chatted with them and like 
sent them some different ideas and then acted on some, didn't act on others and whatever. But just even having those conversations about like what their goals are, what they want to do. It's cool. I love people who own businesses. That is so fun. They're cool people. Totally. And they just want to like put out a product. They care so much about what that final product looks like and like the customer experience. And it's, it's, nice to like work with that energy as opposed to like the bigger corporations where it was like so many people up like it wasn't directly with the owner of of whatever you were working for you know what I mean like yeah for sure it's true it's super far removed it's like big kind of like small cog in a machine Mm -hmm. where you could work like around the clock but are you I didn't I never really felt like I was making that much of a difference or like that I really I don't know. I just didn't feel as purposeful as I do now. Totally. But it to each their own, right? Some people really do like thrive in like bigger organizations, whatever. I just kind of came to realize that it's like, oh, I actually prefer like just working with smaller businesses, smaller initiatives, whatever. And you kind of just like figure that out as you go. That is so awesome. Do you have like your own like personal social media where people can find you not no and i wish don't? i could promo it on this but i'm working on it to. i know i, I have was a, literally gonna say you need to do that like yeah. i plug the shit out of you well i have a i'm currently building a website it's in the works Ooh, okay. and i have headshots with amanda thurkle photography oh, shout out to yes. amanda thurkle photography yo amanda did maddie and chris's engagement photos and she's also doing their wedding and Amanda, you are a gem if you're listening to this. Your photos are Amanda, amazing. you better be listening to this. Like, I'm going to link you. I literally just you want you to take solo shots of me in, like, cute outfits. And maybe, like, a boudoir shoot or something like that. That'd be really fun. Oh, oh. my God. Come on. <laughs> that would be so fun. It has to happen. Or just for Instagram. Like, you know. But, you like, know, just for the, just for, <laughs> just for the thirst just traps. Just for the thirst traps. <laughs> like, hey. Yeah. But that's the thing. I, I mean, I shout out to all small business owners and people who are, like, hustling and mm-hmm. you know it's cool to see people like put everything into like whatever their passion is and I mean Amanda too Amanda's one of those people who is like such a amazing person to talk to totally about like you know I sound I'm drunk we need to cut this out no we're not <laughs> <laughs> no we don't this is the real raw shit that we like to talk yeah. about but like for example like literally Amanda talking about like her photography and stuff yeah everything every little aspect of everything is considered the detail the work it's behind the creativity it, the that creativity is so great. behind it i it's, would love to have her as a guest so she could talk about oh my god that'd be so fun i'm gonna set it up i'm gonna tell her i'll be like hey by the way i shouted you out on a podcast yesterday and who knows maybe she listens maybe she listens amanda if you're listening let's have you on next <laughs> oh, 100%. oh amazing so back to what is your oh yeah the fun fact is your loon call yeah and you've made the transition from big corporation advertising to small biz um what's like your favorite part about your new job I think my favorite part of like my new job so my full-time job is working for my best friends and their cafe Mm -hmm. and I spend a lot of time at the actual cafe and I have to say um it's really nice to just generally meet people I think the big difference between working corporate and then working in small businesses is like actually seeing the output so you know I see what my my best friends are doing behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and all the work that goes into putting out this final product and then seeing how it does operationally like 
people coming in and like how they like the experience, how they like the product. People give you feedback right totally. away, right? Yeah. And so meeting people, hearing their feedback, taking some of their suggestions into consideration, like people are spitballing ideas and they people love small businesses and they love to just be like, hey, have you guys thought of this? Have you done that? Um, and just chatting with people, meeting people who come from insane backgrounds who are just kind of like shooting the shit with you, mm-hmm. who used to own a restaurant or, you know, used to work for a certain celebrity or something. They tell you all these crazy stories and it's just uh, this kind of like personal touch that I guess I've kind of like missed when I was working corporate. And you also used to serve for quite a bit. Quite a while, too. So Fuck I feel yeah, like... the serving Do you life. remember when we met you in Toronto? We had gone to see John Mayer or something, and, like, my friends and I, we met you at Jack Astor's, and you just finished, like, a 12-hour serving shift. And at you Red were, Lobster. At Red Lobster. Shout out to Red Lobster. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored. Sponsored by, by the Red biscuits. Lobster. <laughs> but, like, I remember I, like, vlogged that weekend, and you were, like, in your outfit, and you're like... And I was like, don't get me on cam. No, and then you did a full fucking outfit of the day. <laughs> with your shoes you're like these are gucci this is prada like i need to pull that up we're gonna pull that up later on the oh tv and i God. need to i need to show it to you i have like tartar sauce like all over my shirt i'm like yeah this is hermes oh, oh my god do you remember that though i do remember when that you was guys... so funny so i think that was, was like that the first that time the first time that we met i think so because i was like guys we need to make up meet up with taylor like we have to and then you met with us after the concert or so whatever. good be nice to servers, everybody who's listening. Be nice to servers and tip servers. Oh, my God. Totally. That's the one thing I was like, yeah, I paid my way through school, paid my Toronto rent, which mm-hmm. was outrageous, through serving. And let me tell you, some people are not nice. I remember a man made me, cl- like, cry once over clam chowder. There was a lot going on. What would you possibly be angry about? Not enough. The price. Okay. He was really outraged at the price. And I was like, sir. Wait, was this after he ordered it? Yeah, after he ordered it. And Look ate at the it fucking all. menu. I'm sorry. Like, you know what you're. That's the first thing I do when I go to a restaurant. I look at the menu and I'm like, okay, that looks good. How much is it? Like, you know, like just. I feel like that's kind of the protocol. I feel yeah. like that's what the menu's all about, right? It's like, here's what we offer and here's the price. And was this that Red Lobster? Yeah, it's that Red Lobster. What was it, like $10? Um, he got the small soup, which was, like, an extra charge, because at Red Lobster, you can get, like, I'm gonna get sued by Red Lobster after this for, like, (laughs) defamation, but honestly, like, you can get a salad with every single meal, or you can upgrade to a soup for $3. So it was the $3 And it says that, and the $3 really threw him off, and he yelled at me to the point of tears, and I went to the back, and I was, like, crying. Oh my god. Sir, it's three fucking dollars. (laughs) Sir, I am a, I am working, like, server wages here. I don't There's think... no need to raise your voice no. that aggressively. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I remember this is, like, a little bit off topic. Like, I, I I served for a hot minute at Milestones, and I... Come on. Right when they opened? Mm, kind of, yeah. Like, I was a host for a while, and I was like, I want to make more money. Like, can let's try serving. So I had, like, a couple training shifts, and they were just very minuscule. And, like, I didn't know the menu all that well, because, like, it, it, was, it was new, right? So... There were a couple tables, like, I, I feel like after I had, like, my two training shifts, one of them got cancelled because, like, someone wasn't there to train me or whatever, so he's just like, don't bother coming in, so I was like, okay, fine, so I got gypped a training shift, so then I start actually serving, and they gave me this big-ass table of, like, 12 people, and I'm like, are you trying to set me up for failure? And then, with that, another table, the circular table in the corner of, like, six people, and another two, two booths, and I'm just like, I can't do this, I'm stressed. Um, anyway, so then I thought I was going to get fired because my boss, like, had messaged me 
saying, hey, can you come in a little bit earlier to have a little chit chat? And I'm like, listen, I was already working two jobs at the time. So I just like messaged him back. I'm like, hey, really sorry, I'm actually not going to be coming back, <laughs> which is like not professional because I didn't get my two weeks. But like, I was just like, I can't I can't deal with being fired. Like I've never <laughs> been fired before. <laughs> I'm like, I can't deal with it. Or he was going to demote me back to just like hosting, host, which is fine. But like, I just I was young and I'm like, I can't. And you just panicked and you were like, sorry. I panicked. My mom and I were sitting on the couch, this specific couch. I was sitting oh right God. where you were. And I was like, mom, what do I say? And she goes, okay. Just say this. Super simple. And we just, that's how it happened. But, um, yeah, serving is, is insane. But at my place of work right now, I had a client come in and she was walking towards this gondola in the back of the store. So I was kind of behind her and, like, following her to see if she needed help. So I'm like, hi, like, is there anything I can help you with? And she goes, are you talking to me? And, like, turns around. I'm like, yeah. She goes, maybe talk to my face instead. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Like, I'm just trying to scurry beside you to, like, catch up to you. (laughs) Anyway, she had this sample bag of these two different foundation shades from the same brand. It was Estee Lauder Double Wear Foundation. Iconic. Yeah, classic. And I was like, oh, is there something I can help you with? She goes, yeah, I want this. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, which shade would you like? Because there's two shades that she got a sample of. And... She was like, this one. And I'm just confirming. I'm like, oh, this shade? She goes, that's what I said. I was like, oh, okay. Like, no need to be rude. I'm just trying to help you. Like, something along those lines. I don't even remember. And I grabbed it. And I was like, is there anything else that I can help you with? And she goes, she walks away and just looks at me. And she goes, oh, shut up. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. So then at the time, another girl that was working with us, she was at the cash and she like saw all this happen and she like put her through. She goes, listen, like you can't speak to us that way. You can pay for your product and you are no longer welcome back. And I was like, yes. But then I went in the back and cried. I was like, I'm okay. I <laughs> I'm like crying and laughing at the same time. But I was just like shocked that someone would be that rude. And I'm just like, girl, I was just trying to help you. Like, you have issues, obviously, but, like, you see so many different types of people when you're working in, like, the service industry, whether it's at a restaurant or at the mall, where you just have all these types of people that are just wandering in and out, and it's just, like, I I get shocked when I see other people's behavior because I know that I would never act like that, and I know that all the other people that I know in my life, like, that would be horrendous if they ever did that, so I just, it's a big, like, not culture shock, but it's, like, it's alarming that people actually act this way with other people. And you're never sure how to really, like... I wish I could slap them, but that's not appropriate. Yeah, like, you're <laughs> just never sure how to even respond. You're kind of like... Okay. Like, I've never had this happen. Like, I don't know. It's weird. I hear you on that one. It's, uh... Yeah, I I don't even know what to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Beeks is opening up the tequila bottle again. We have to take another shot because now we're going to get into the nitty gritty of the our amazing dating life that has been happening for the last, like, two years. Yeah, well, I feel like we both... Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll save this for another one. That's really bad. That's so tiny. We've only had two each. One each. We have this little Mickey of uh, imported tequila gold, and there's just a little bit left. But we only had one shot, and now I just poured a second one. But is yours... I feel like you have. And we're also chasing with, like, beer. <laughs> it's peach, actually, peach flavored. It's actually a premium vodka soda with a splash of real strawberry oh, and grapefruit on. juice. No I sweeteners like... or f- natural flavors. Ace oh. Hill. I always thought Ace Hill was, like, pure... I don't know why I always thought it was beer. I feel like they might have a beer, actually. They de- Yeah, they do. 
I just never saw them as a vodka soda brand. Good to know. They're good. Anyway, here's the cheers to this. Oh, here we go. Bottoms up. My mom's picking me up. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't work tomorrow, so it's Yeah, okay. cheers. All right, guys. Sorry, we had a little intermission. We had to take a quick break because I had hiccups. Just a quick hiccups, little break. Which um, we just ordered a pizza, and Taylor has um, hiccups because... She's I'm like lightweight. The worst. <laughs> I'm the worst podcast guest. Like, <laughs> and now she's downloading Tinder because she just wants to see what the Sudbury pool is like. Because dating honestly sucks, whether you're in um, Sudbury or Vancouver. Whether it's- you're in um, Halifax, Nova Scotia, or Vancouver, BC, it's Why? cross country, and I have hiccups <laughs> so bad. Oh, bless. So, like, this leads us into our next um, topic about dating history our experience and horror stories and i think i want to start this one off strong so i'm gonna take the lead on this if you're okay take the lead take the lead so obviously i've been single for about two years i think i broke up with my ex in like 2019 um so definitely have dated quite a lot of people as if you are an avid listener to the podcast you would know all of the shit that i've gone through but this one is my newest experience. So I met this guy on Tinder. He seemed like a really nice guy. Um, they always seem like a nice guy. But because it's all online. Like, you you can't really know somebody truly unless you meet them in person. So True. we had messaged for a while. And then I deleted it. And then I re-got it because I do that all the time because I'm just crazy. Yeah. And I'm dying at the hiccups, but the whole thing. I know, away. <laughs> I know. It needs to stop. hold your breath and put your head between your legs. <laughs> so I'm I match with this guy and we start talking and he seems really nice and like I'd never seen him before. He looks like a little cutie. Um so then one night I go to bed and I wake up with a message from him um from five AM in the morning and I'm going to find the exact texts because I screenshotted it and it was just it was hilarious so let me find it here if I can find it I don't know where I put it this is the worst thing tinder's asking me about my passions oh yeah you could grabbing a drink karaoke (laughs) bird calls (laughs) bird calls board game board games oh my god I have to take another breath take a breath take a breath okay I don't think I can find the message but it basically said like um can we just kiss and cut the rubbish like you're you're so gorgeous like let me take you out i got cake for real okay oh my god what does cake mean in the context of a man money oh okay which also is like foreshadowing to this story so I thought it was cute. I thought it was funny. I was like, hey, haha, did you have too much to drink last night? And he goes, oh my god, like, this emoji. I'm so sorry. I was out at camp. Like, I should have n- never texted you drunk, whatever. I'm like, oh, it's funny. Like, whatever. <clears throat> so then we start talking, and he's like, let's go out on Saturday. I'm like, okay, great. I can't wait to see what you have planned. Because, like, I don't like to plan dates. Like, if you're going to ask me out, you take the initiative to plan whatever we're doing, mm-hmm. you know? Make the reservation or tell me to be there at a certain time or whatever. So he made reservations for the keg on a Saturday night. And I was like, okay, sweet. He's like, can I come pick you up? I'm like, no, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll meet you there. Because, like, first dates, what if it goes bad? What if I need to make, like, a quick exit, you know? Like, I'd rather drive there myself also just to, like, put off the whole, like, oh, you should come back to my place kind of thing. You know what I mean? 
so I get there I'm honestly like super nervous I, I didn't know what to wear I was all like freaking out my friend Carly pops by with like a couple clothing options I'm like fuck I'm just wearing this it is what it is so I go there and I'm like oh, here he goes me too like I'm in a green shirt and then I see this like guy walking to the door in a teal polo and he's about five foot tall five feet tall okay so shorter than me ish and I wasn't expecting him to be so short and and it's not like I really care about height but I was just like this guy looks like my dad (laughs) like he reminds me of a dad my dad is a short man short and stocky anyway this guy is very sweet he's like dressed in like a nice Hugo Boss polo he's wearing these nice like jeans Lacoste shoes and we have a little awkward hug like hey nice to meet you whatever and then he like goes to grab the door for me but I just like grab it myself and I'm like thanks like come on in whatever so then we get to the our little table and seat and whatever and he is very nervous and he is profusely sweating for an hour an hour sweating through his shirt and I'm like are you okay and he goes yeah yeah I'm just I'm all right and his legs twitching I'm like this guy is nervous as fuck like so nervous so I'm like let's grab a bottle of wine so we have wine and and we're kind of like letting loose and getting to know each other whatever and it seemed to be going really well like um I knew kind of off the bat that like I didn't really know how into him I was but it was a good experience all in all so like we had a couple apps and he was like do you want to order food I'm like no I'm okay like I'm good with just apps like I ate a big lunch or whatever um (laughs) are you okay with your hiccups no I'm really not keep going (laughs) oh my god okay so then we are like finishing up and we order another couple drinks and we're chatting and whatnot and he this one thing like stands out to me immensely he goes do you read a lot and I said no like not really he goes you're really good at speaking I'm like oh okay well thanks that's like a nice compliment whatever nice compliment so then anyway the night ends and we're like okay let's uh, he grabs the check. He goes, don't worry about it. I got it. I'm like, okay, amazing. Thanks. Like how a first date should be, <laughs> you know? And then we leave and I'm like, oh, well, thank you so much for tonight. It was really nice. And then I go for a hug and he goes for a kiss. I'm like, oh man. So then I give him a little kiss or whatever. And he goes, so do you like me? And I was like, yeah, you're really nice. Like it was just very awkward. My I told my mom that, and she goes, that's a red flag, asking if you liked him. And I was like, oh, good lord. <laughs> so then I, I he goes, I had a really nice time. Like, thank you for coming out with me, whatever. So then I leave. I get home. I get a text from him. Obviously, he's like, tonight was really fun. Like, I can't stop smiling. Like, you're just so beautiful. Like, all this stuff. I'm like, that's really very sweet. And, like, I was like, okay, maybe this could work. So we decided to go out again. We went to the movies. And he picked me up this time. So I get out of, like, this was on... I don't even know what day it was, but, like, last week sometime, I get out of my house, and he's, like, standing at the passenger side door, like, of his car with the door open, and I'm, like, oh, my God, you're so sweet, like, so nice, like, whatever. Then we're in the car, and he's playing music, and I'm, like, a huge, like, are you an Apple music or a Spotify music kind of person? If you have Apple music... I'm sorry. Do you have Apple Music? I feel like... I just recently converted from Apple Music to Spotify. Good. 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 So so he's like... He knows that I don't like country music and he's like, play whatever you want. I'm like, no country though. And he like makes a joke. He goes, oh, this isn't going to work. And I'm like, ha ha ha. LOL. So then uh, <laughs> I asked him, I'm like, do you have Apple or Spotify? And he goes, I have Spotify. I'm like, oh, this... Or Apple. I, I'm like, this is definitely not going to work. Anyway, so we're driving and like 
I can just like sense that his like level of not intelligence like I'm sure he's a very smart guy but like the way he speaks is very simple right so like yeah eh? like uh so you were uh you work today how was uh how was work and just like I don't know it kind of was a turnoff for me and I feel bad saying this because if he's listening then so sorry but so we end up going to the movies and he's like oh the guy gets the date like let me grab the tickets or whatever I'm like well I have a gift card so like let me get at least something so I grabbed a snacks or whatever and he's like I'll get us a drink and like he was ordering and like I feel like you and me like when we go up to order something we're like oh hey how are you like how's your day going like can I please get this this thank you so much that's not what he did he went up to the counter and was like uh red wine and i'm just like can you get red wine at the movies yeah and cans come on you can get beer and red wine but i was just like so turned off by his whole like interaction like is that is am i being too much i don't think so i think it's just like i don't think so at all i think it's just like a difference of personality i think so it really is yeah totally like it i it's just it is what it is like different things turn people on different things turn people off yeah i like someone who can communicate really well with other people or just like feel confident to like talk to others yeah but that was just you're also coming from like a super customer service background right totally where you're just like oh every interaction that i have is so x like so extra and i over explain and i over communicate always Mm -hmm. and so when you see someone not do that you're kind of like oh I think that's what it is. I think you've just described it. Yeah. And now I understand. Um, so anyway, we're in the movies. We go to see A Quiet Place, which is like kind of like a scary movie thriller. Oh my God, John, Krasin- John Krasinski. Yes. Um, and Emily Blunt. Uh-huh. I feel like Emily Blunt is my girl crush, 100%. Is she? Totally. Mm. Like, if I could be anyone in the world, it would probably be Emily Blunt. She's cute. For like a majority, like a ton of I reasons. loved her in The Devil Wears Prada. For sure. <laughs> a classic. I've only eaten a piece of cheese this week or something, whatever she said. Yeah, flowers um, for spring, groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. But this is, okay, this is the part of the date where you need to really listen up. Okay. So we are sitting, and he's a minor, okay? And on the first date, I had to tell him this, that he was, like, extremely loud in the octave scale. Once he started drinking, his voice just got louder and louder. And I'm oh like... Oh, my God, does that too for some reason. Yeah, but you don't work in a mine. So he does. And I was like, what? You're yelling. He goes, oh, yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. I don't wear my earplugs when I'm underground. And I'm like, you know you're going to go deaf by 50. Like, you need to take some health and safety precautions anyway so we're in the movies and it's like quiet vibes like we're we're just watching the previews or whatever and he's talking to me and he's like starting to get loud i'm like you are getting loud again (laughs) and he goes am i embarrassing you and i was like actually yeah (laughs) so then the movie starts and he looks over at me he goes if i get scared can i hold your hand and that like was such a turnoff i'm like if you want to just take it like just grab it don't ask like you know what i mean so i was like why are you asking here and I was literally just like, take it, whatever. And then the movie continues to go on. And, and then he looks at me and I can see him staring at me from the corner of my eyes. And he goes, I want to do something, but I don't want you to think I'm weird. Oh, and I'm like, good. and I'm it's like, and I'm like, what? And then he goes in for a kiss and I literally pull away. And I was like, no, not right now. Like I'm watching the movie. Like, I don't want to make out in the movie theater like a 16 year old. <laughs> I feel like there's just a lot of things. I, You know what? It's. It's so funny because I think, number one, once you're already kind of, like, turned off from a date, it's like, that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I'm wrapping this up and then I'm leaving regardless of what it is. You know what I mean? Like regardless of why you're turned off by the date, it's just like, let's wrap it up. You know what I mean? And then stuff like that. I, I don't like stuff like that either. Like just do it. Can I ask? No, where's the confidence? Just do it. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like I would be more inclined to actually just do it. If you were to like go for it, as opposed to ask me if you can do this, which I get is like respectful in a sense also, Mm -hmm. but obviously I'm on the date with you. Like I'm kind of already interested, but that was just like a complete turn off. Um, but it gets, it gets better. So once the date finishes, we get in the car. Oh yeah. And he drives like a truck, like a a Donelli or whatever they're called. I don't know. And I made the mistake of calling it a car. And he goes, it's a truck. And I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. Like, anyway, so then he goes, do you want to go grab a drink somewhere? And I'm like, no, like, I have to work in the morning. Just drop me off, whatever. So then we get to my house. I'm like, thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate the time that, you, you know, you've taken me out twice or whatever. And I was like, sorry about curving you in the movie theater also. It was just, like, not the vibe. Like, I didn't want to make out in the middle of a movie. Like, we're there to watch a movie. And I'm like, but you can kiss me now if you want. So then we had a little make out, whatever. And then he goes, oh, you're a good kisser. And I'm like, thanks? Like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, yeah, yeah. Ah. I, know what you mean. It's kind of weird because I think it's just like, I think once you've decided that it's like not the vibe. Then or you just get turned it, off by everything. I think you just have to, I think at that point, there's no coming back from it. There's nothing you'll do or there's nothing that he'll do. Mm-hmm. That'll, that will repair the exactly. situation. No, it's like you nothing. might as well just cut it. You might uh-huh. as well watch the movie. Have your Twizzlers. Have your popcorn. Oh, yeah. And oh, that's it. And that's another thing. We did have snacks. I bought us like popcorn and we hardly ate any. And then we just ended up giving to a homeless person on the side of the street, which was so nice. Well, it's like that's like that Amy Schumer thing when she's like... She's talking about going on a date with a guy to the movie, and he's like, do you want any snacks? And she's like, oh my god, I'm so thin. Like, <laughs> I guess I'll just have a small. I don't know if I'll be able to, like... And this, I feel pretty when she hits her head, and she thinks she's No, awesome. it was, like, on oh. an interview with Ellen. Oh! But she's talking about the movies, and she's like, you know, when you go on a date with a guy, and you're just like, mmm... I'm so thin. Like, what will I eat? I guess I'll just have a small. <laughs> or that, like, old school YouTube video... Where this girl is out with this guy and he goes, can I get a large popcorn, large pop, large Twizzlers? And she goes, ooh, he got money. Oh, yes. That's so good. <laughs> so funny. Okay, so it doesn't end here. I have a little bit more to this Oh, date. come on. Oh, yeah. What ends up happening? I'm actually like, and my hiccups are gone and I'm very hyper-focused. Okay, so, so, so he leaves me, like he drops me off and then I get out after that and I was like, thanks, like whatever. And then he gets out of the car and like starts like feeling his pockets and I come around the side in the front of the car I'm like what are you are, what are you doing like are you walking to my door or he goes well I can't if you want I'm like no that's okay he's like, oh I'm just making sure I have my wallet I'm like okay like I don't know if he thought he was gonna like come in like or whatever so then he messages me after like saying like thank you so much again like had such a nice time yada yada and all I replied was just like thanks for taking me out and then he replies the next day saying like hope you have a great day yada yada I didn't reply then sun Saturday I work all day. I come home. I'm super hungover. I'm just chilling in bed with my girlfriend. Then I go to sleep. And then I wake up in the middle of the night to check my phone. And I have a text from him at 3 a.m. First of all, he knows that I hate country music. Or I'm not a country music fan. He sends me a YouTube link to the song Body Like a Back Road. Okay. By Sam, uh, what's Sam his Hunt. Name? Sam Hunt. I was almost about to say Sam Smith, but it's definitely uh, not Sam Smith. No, not Sam Smith. Yeah. He sends me the Body Like a Back Road song. And then he says... 
let me know if you want a real man dot 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 120k a year oh my oh god. my god is right i woke up to that and i was like is this real life like i was so hungover it felt like a fever dream i looked at my phone and i was like is he really trying to like flaunt his money as a way to like win me over and that immediately was like a hell to the no oh my god yeah so then that i that actually makes me feel like not sad but just i did feel bad for him for a little bit i was like he must not think very highly of himself or or doesn't think very highly of me thinking that i would only want to date somebody because of their money when really like that's like the last thing on my mind Mm -hmm. when it comes to that like i'd much rather have some like emotional connection and like actually have good banter and have someone who's funny and like so many things but i was just like hey listen i've like really had a nice time getting to know you very grateful for the dates that we went on but i just don't like really feel a connection so i just don't want to lead you on kind of thing and he was like i'm so sorry like i wish that I uh, wouldn't have, I, I won't text you like that again kind of thing. And then I was like, no worries. Like, thanks for being so understanding. He goes, it was really fun to meet you. Da, da, da. Have a great day. And then after he said that, like 20 minutes later, he's like, I can change from Apple Music to Spotify for you. <laughs> I just said, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Poor dude. You need to get like some sort of a Spotify sponsorship from that. Yeah, Spotify, please sponsor me. But you know what? It's one of those things where it's like, I just feel like, whenever you know what it I don't know I don't even know where I'm gonna go with this thought but I'm just gonna run with it but Mm -hmm. like I feel like the more I date I'm kind of cognizant of how like I am on dates I guess but then also like other people too I just find the way that they act on dates is very like reflective of who they are like in this case it's like clearly like insecurity or like fear of rejection or just like whatever it is but We've all been in those situations where you're either, like, on a date and you're overcompensating or whatever it may be. It's just, it's just weird. Like, dating is just weird. It is. You know what I mean? Like, you show up on this random And especially if you've never met the person before. Like, it's a different story if it's, like, friends of a friend and you've met them in a social setting. But if it's someone that you've never met, it's very, um, it's very odd. And people often try to, like establish themselves right away and prove themselves for overcompensate yes totally totally yes and people who don't some people do it really right where they like have the you know kind of like swagger the swag Mm -hmm. and like they have the ability to do it they say it without saying it yes yeah a hundred percent right and then it's like there's nice people who try to do the same thing but don't do it the right way where it's kind of too much in your face and it ends up making you feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or whatever it is you don't feel a connection and it's just I don't know in those moments too I'm like I kind of feel bad like the dating world just kind of sucks for everybody especially if you don't have any like uh swag I guess is the word for it (laughs) I was gonna say like I don't know why I want to say a word with like shawarma shawarma i really want a shawarma i want to learn some osmos right now <laughs> yeah we just ordered a pizza we literally just ordered a pizza it's gonna be yeah. so good but the thought of the pizza cured my hiccups so everything's okay i'm so okay. glad but, but yeah, it that's is like my it shitty is, horror story yeah <laughs> it is one of those things too where it's like i don't know everyone's just trying their best everyone totally. wants a partner everyone's dating everyone's like putting themselves out there and you're just I don't know. The same way that some people are, are just aren't into you, sometimes you're just not into someone else. Mm-hmm. 
So now that you've heard my dating horror story, like that oh, that was here we go. not one of the like I feel like that was kind of like the one that was like meh. I've been on other dates, but like this one just like took the cake for just like not the one. You know what I mean? Well, especially the money thing. Yeah, and That's and the lot. funny thing is like when I pulled up, like when we were at the first date, we went to the K. He goes, so like you drive the B and W, and I'm like. Actually, no, I drive the beat-up 2006 Honda that has tuck tape on it because I got hit by another car and I don't feel like putting the money into getting a new bumper. So, like, maybe he was just like, oh, this girl needs my money. But, like, I was like, But I've got a fabulous air freshener from (laughs) from Mr. Gas. (laughs) Bath and Body Works. Yeah, Bath and Body Works. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You have every cent for Bath and Body Works. Literally. Um, So now I'd love to hear your horror story. Well, obviously, everyone knows this, and I've come to the point where I'm, like, comfortable sharing this. But, yeah, my worst date, and I've had a lot of, like, totally, I feel like I've gone on, like, a ton of dates that have been totally fine. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't feel a super huge connection or there's just like a couple things where we're just, you just know that you don't want to spend more time with that person and that's fine. And you just kind of go your own separate ways. Like, I feel like my dating experience has not been that bad with the exception of this one story. Um, But like, one time I went on a date with a guy, I was fresh out of a five-year relationship and I was like, I'm just going to hit the town and I'm going to hook up with whoever, like, I'm just going to do my thing and I'm going to put myself back out there. And all my friends were like, yes, like all your friends, all this, all the friends that are in relationships are like, let me live vicariously through you kind of thing. hundred percent. It's all the relationship friends were like, oh my God, live your best life. Go and do what you got to do, you know, Mm -hmm. hook up with people and tell me all about it and whatever. Anyway. So I met this person at a bar, which is funny. Like, I this is one of the only people I've never met on an app. Like... You had high hopes. I had high hopes because it's like you you saw me, like, at a bar. Like, Out in the wild. Like, in the wild. Probably not sober also, so... For sure. Guaranteed. And it's like you saw me at a bar and you walked over to me and you started talking to me and that's cool. And anyway... Um, we were like chatting. We were like, this is pre COVID. Of course we're like making out at this bar and I gave him my phone number and I'm like, I'm with my friends. I have to go, but here's my number. Mm -hmm. Like nice meeting you, whatever. So I left and then, uh, he texted me and he was like, Hey, you know, so nice meeting you the other night. Like, can I take you out to dinner? Which is, sounds lovely. Which is lovely. very nice. Sounds lovely. It's very nice. It's yeah. It's like, oh my god, you're a random person from a bar and you want to take me out to dinner. And he picked the place and it was like a really nice place. And he's like, I'll, I'll meet you there at this time after work. And I was like, wow, what a nice man. Did you go right from work? or did you Yes, go- I went right from work. I went right from work. And the, the biggest mistake I made, I think when I first started dating, I used to like drink before dates. I used to have like, you know, some people were like, Oh, I'll have, like, a cooler. Mm-hmm. I would drink, like, anywhere from, like, three to four glasses of wine. I'd usually make plans before the date. Like, I'd go out with friends or I'd I'd stay at the office late and I'd drink with people and then I'd go to my date. Did and you guys it, have a bar at your office? For sure. Okay, yeah. It's, like, the vibe. Yeah, Right? Totally. So we'd all stay after work and I'd have, like, three, four drinks and then I'd go on these dates. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, I've worked past that now where I'm, I, I no longer do that. But at the totally. time so nervous and I was so self-conscious and I was like I have mm-hmm. to you know have a little liquid a courage a little bit thing. of liquid courage uh-huh. 
Anyway, so I met this guy at a restaurant and I had been so used to kind of like the online dating where you would just go to a bar and you'd have a drink. So the fact that he invited me to dinner, I just thought was really nice. And I was yeah. like, wow, okay, cool. So I went to dinner with him and we had this like really nice dinner and we were chatting and I remember that night these girls were sitting beside me, these two girls, and they were like, after he went to the bathroom and they were like, hey, um, you look like, sorry to interrupt, but you look like Busy Phillips. And I was like, oh my God, really? Like, thank you so much. They're like, you look really good. Like, and they just complimented me and I felt. Ego boost. Amazing. Ego boost. Like, my night is I on fire. I felt like a, like a million dollars. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm at, I'm at this nice restaurant with this nice man these beautiful girls just told me I look like Busy Phillips. Mm-hmm. I am living my best life mm-hmm. tonight. You know, whatever. I'm like full confidence. Anyways, so we were leaving and plot twist, we didn't talk about this, but I had, not only did I come out of a five-year relationship, but I had lost a hundred pounds. So I lost a hundred pounds, very different, like even just adjusting to how people treat you after you lose a hundred pounds is weird we can talk about this later yes and so I was like anyway we left this bar and I just basically said to him hey like you know I lost a lot of weight recently I'm kind of a bit I don't even know how I phrased it but I basically just wanted to say to him like if you don't want to proceed with this you don't have to like and I look but back. But why did you feel the need to I say that? I don't know. And I look back on it. Because he just, knows what you look like, obviously. And I'm sorry. But and, at the time, like, and even now, I'm not even saying that shit anymore. But at the time, I was a normal size. Like, for real. Yeah. Not that that, not that, that even matters. But I was so critical of myself back then. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, why did I feel the need to be so critical of myself? Yeah. To the point where I had to put a disclaimer mm-hmm. on someone who's met me twice mm-hmm. to be like, hey, if you don't want to proceed, like, how fucking insane is that? I know. That's crazy that you anyway, need to do that. And he was like, what are you talking about? You're so beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. We take an Uber to my house. I proceed to continue drinking. I drank at dinner. He drank at dinner, but I'm out drinking him at this point because yeah. I had drinks with coworkers yeah. before. And I was like pouring us wine. Anyways, we we ended up like, you know, kissing and doing other things and whatever. And afterwards, he was basically like, hey, just so you know, like, I'll likely never call you or you probably won't hear from me because... I don't really, like, hook up with girls like you. He said this to your face. He said this to my, in my, in my bed, in my apartment. Like, he was like, oh, you know, I, you're just really, he's like, it's really cool that you lost weight and, like, that's great, but you're just really not my body type and I don't really, like, fuck girls like you. And, like, we didn't sleep together. We just did Mm -hmm. stuff, Mm -hmm. whatever. But in the moment... And this was the first person, I should put this disclaimer, this is the first person that, like, I had been intimate with since my ex. So, um, everyone in the world, all of my friends, girlfriends, guy friends, every single one of them reassured me that, like, guys don't care and people don't care and go and live your life. No one judges you on that stuff. 
especially when you get to that point. Like at that point, they know what you look like. Like you don't need to be nervous about these things. And it was like the polar opposite experience where it was like, I had let this person into my apartment. I had like mildly hooked up with this person. Mm -hmm. And then he had the audacity to say that to me in my bedroom I was like, get when, the fuck when out of my apartment. When you told me this story, I was fucking fuming. I don't think people even believe it. Like, it's it's almost, like, it's, unbelievable. And I think if I heard it from someone else's mouth, I'd be like, no fucking way. But it's super real. Lots to unpack here. Lots to unpack. I know. Um, I know. I spend fucking 150 bucks an hour unpacking it with my therapist weekly. <laughs> I think this person, I don't know who the fuck this person is, but they have a lot of internal insecurities. And I've talked about this before. Um, obviously, like I'm someone who's not a size two and I can get any dude that I want. Like, I'm yeah. not just saying this, but I can. But a lot of the times, it's more of just, like, on a hookup basis. It's not like I want to take you out. I don't want to date you. Because in their eyes, it's not the ideal society norm body type. And they have insecurities about themselves. And they don't want to be seen with somebody who is like this. Or they don't want other people to know that they're attracted to women who are not a size 2. Mm-hmm. But let's be real. People have so many different, like, not... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, in like interests like people like people of all different sizes like regardless of if you are a size 14 a size 20 a size 12 like women are beautiful regardless but it's those people that can't like get over the fact that we don't look like the magazines portray us that how we should look that Mm -hmm. they don't want to engage with that in a way that's not just like a quick easy like hookup or a dinner or whatever but like obviously he went out for dinner with you he was seen in public like I don't what the hell was up with like that doesn't make sense when you think about it it literally doesn't make sense and then he was leaving and I was I mean I was I drank that night I was drinking and I just couldn't handle that like I started crying what did you say when he said that to you I said thanks for the feedback which I'm so I fucking hate myself I would for have saying slapped that. Him I know, and also probably bit his dick off for sure. And I can't believe I said that. I I literally said thanks for the feedback. And what did and he I say? And I had like tears streaming down my face because I was so upset. And he was he was like, anyways, I'm gonna head out. And he like got up and he left. And he was at my front door and he was like tying his shoes and shit. And I was like wiping my eyes and I came to the door and he's like, oh like are you crying? And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm awesome. I'm doing awesome. And he's like, okay, sick. Ties his shoes and leaves. And that was it. And you never heard from him again. Never heard from him again. And at the time, I was so fucked up from that for so long. Oh, yeah, I would be. Forever. Like, it took me a really long time to get over it. And um, for a while, I didn't talk about it at all. And then I kind of got on this almost like, I almost switched over where I couldn't stop talking about it. I would tell people and I would be like, can you believe this happened? Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? Like, for the longest time, it was a shame thing. Like, oh my god, I tried to hook up with someone, he called me fat. Eh." But then it, like, switched over to this almost kind of, like, disbelief of the fact that someone could even say something like that to someone else. Like, yeah, especially in the setting that you were already in. Like, I'm confused. I'm so confused. Like, what was his plan of action? I don't know. You know what and I mean? it's like you can also just, just you can hook up with someone and have regrets. Let's say I'm not your type, whatever. 
that's fine. You can just head out. Yeah. You don't really need to give me the nitty gritty of why you think I'm, like, the most repulsive human being. Like, you could just head out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Totally. Anyways, uh, as much as, at the time, I remember thinking, like, why, like, why did this happen to me? Like, this is the first person after my ex, the only person I've been with for, like, five years. Why the, why this? This Mm -hmm. is so insane. Why couldn't I have just had, like, a couple of positive experiences and then this? It almost might have helped me, like, cope with it. I was literally also going to say, I feel like as shitty as it is, it kind of, like, um propelled you into this new way of thinking and knowing your worth and knowing that you don't want to fuck with any of these people who see you as anything less bingo baby that's a hundred percent it yeah I actually feel I look back on it now and I it took a long time it probably took me a year Mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't cope with it well for like a year for a year I took the path of like seeking validation through anything Mm mm-hmm Guys I didn't even like, guys I didn't even really care about, anything that would just, like, kind of give me the validation that I needed to be, like, oh, I am not, like, so repulsive that someone has to say it to my face after hanging out at my apartment. You're kind of, like, proving a point. You're, like, I can get with anybody that I want to. Yes. Yeah. So I went through, like, but I don't necessarily know if that was the most, like, healthy way to deal with it, but that's how I dealt with it for a year. I did an tremendous, <laughs> tremendous amount of therapy, and I generally coming out of that have, I I feel super grateful for the experience. Like shout out to that guy for saying that to me because it generally to your point like propelled me into this new way of life where I'm like I never want to give another person especially a straight male mm-hmm. oh my god a straight male like all of my self-worth like just I just handed it to him yeah and this is after losing 100 pounds excelling in my career like my life was really great and I had all these accomplishments and I was really proud of who I was as a person and all it took was some fucking finance bro mm. To call me fat for yeah. me to just hand my entire self-worth over to him and to be like, you know what? You're right. I'm a piece of shit. Like, I stayed on my couch for, like, a week and a half. Just, like, you know, mourning mm-hmm. that experience. Yeah. And then I slowly, like, rebuilt myself and I tried to seek validation through other people. And then I started doing therapy and being like, I never want that kind of reaction to anything ever I want to be like my number one supporter my number one person the person who loves myself unconditionally where if someone were to say something to me it would not affect me the way that it did because you're so comfortable with yourself and you know who you are totally I've said this before on other episodes but like you're the only person that's with you 24 hours a day that wakes up with you and goes to bed with you so like that is like the number one relationship that you need to have is with yourself but sometimes it's so hard to always be so like understanding and 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 sympathetic with yourself or empathetic maybe with the feelings that you're having and have a good like way to actually cope so one of my questions is like what has your therapist told you in order to like help you work through these feelings and like make you feel better about yourself when it comes to that okay so most iconic therapy moment Mm -hmm. I would say was chatting through you know, your relationship with your body. Mm-hmm. So that's what we were talking about. And she was like, you know, when was the first moment that you 
I guess, recognize that your body was quote unquote wrong. I think that is that the pizza here. here? Speaking of (laughs) speaking of body, like body moments, like one sec, the pizza's here. One sec, guys, the pizza's here. Hey guys, um, so we just took a little break to have some toppers, which was really good. We ordered toppers. It was pepperoni, cheese, green olives, bacon, and banana peppers, which is a game changer if you haven't already had banana peppers on pizza. The iconic beaks order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, so my friend Carly and Shane, they always put banana peppers on their pizza, and I started doing it, and it's such a good game changer. It's so good. It's so good. But because we... most people put chili flakes or something with spice. You mm-hmm, need something mm-hmm. with spice on But it, that's like sure. a sweet spice, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not too overwhelming that like... You feel like you're going to blow your mouth off. It's just like the perfect amount of a little bit of kick. And we were just getting into this deep conversation about um, how we are working towards accepting our bodies and how we're working towards accepting like who we are and just living our best lives. And I feel like we needed to document this. So this is the next portion of the podcast, baby. Yeah. So I was saying like literally right before we... Take, took a break because you were like what is the most helpful influential piece of, piece of inf- information advice that therapy? you're yes yes and you're probably gonna like relate to this and I want to ask ask the question back mm-hmm, to you mm-hmm. but my therapist was like when was the first time you ever really acknowledged your body as a problem and you kind of really sat there and were like actively hated on yourself or started to actually notice like oh this is a problem i have like a vivid memory from when i'm five you need to say it and i'll share mine after i'm five years old is when the first time that i was like i looked at myself and i was like i'm bigger and I think it's dance. I hate to say that dance. You were in dance too? Shit, but honestly, I think it is. I mm. was in dance and girls Yo, used to make fun of me. Now that I'm thinking of it, oh my God, you are so right. Oh, I, wow, you just unlocked a memory that I didn't think that I had. But yes, go on, please. But honestly, I think, you know, this is going to cause some controversy because Sabri's definitely like a dance town. <laughs> totally. Like, sorry. But it's true. Like, I was in dancing and. That was the first time that I really started to, like, acknowledge my and body. And saw yourself in the mirror and you were wearing a tight leotard and and uh, tights. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Or certain dance moves where it's like, oh, you're on the bottom because you're whatever. Like, there's just, or other girls making comments. Like, it just, I became actively aware when I was five. And I have a vivid memory of, like, me looking at myself and doing a bunch of jumping jacks and then checking again to see if I lost weight and then doing a bunch of jumping jacks and then checking again. And I'm, like, five. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was saying that to my therapist. I'm, like, yes, I have a memory. This is what happened. She asked me what triggered it. I was, like, I think it was dancing because other girls were really thin and they made a comment and teachers would make a comment. And I always felt, like, othered in dancing. Like, it was, like, skinny girls and then me. Mm-hmm. And, um, anyways, she was like, okay, was there ever a year after that, that you felt comfortable in your body? And I was like, never. Like, after that realization that, oh, I'm bigger and that's not okay. It's so emotional, but it's just like that for the rest of my life, I was a work in progress. I was a, you're going to join Weight Watchers and finally become who you're supposed to be. You're going to eat special K for fucking dinner for like a million weeks. And then you'll lose the weight and finally become who you're supposed to be. You're going to lose the weight and then boys will like you. Like it was always a fucking work in progress since I was five. And she's like, okay, well you're 28 
And she's like, so that's how many years of you, like, truly hating yourself. And I'm like, I guess it's fucking 23 years of me not liking myself. And she's like, don't you think that's a long time? And don't you think you want to, like, make the next 23 years a little bit better on yourself and a Mm -hmm. little bit less hard on yourself? Like, what has the 23 years of hating yourself done? Has it really accomplished anything? And I was like, no. It hasn't, but that was the first time she ever, like, someone has ever put it into that perspective. So I don't know if you can relate, or you could be like, oh, you know, this was this one moment that stuck out, and ever since then it's been bullshit, until you had an awakening, you know? Yeah, Um, so I remember I was in dance, I was at a different studio than when I originally, like, spent my whole years dancing at, but I remember being, like, young, I was maybe six, so like around That's the same age. So little. Like that makes so me little. Cry. But I was a little chunky babe. And like I was also on like medicine because I had asthma really badly. So I was on like steroids, like pregnazone and whatnot for my for my health. And I remember going to dance on every Saturday and it was at Cheryl Graham Studio. Like so <laughs> random. <laughs> Should we just like fucking throw <laughs> shots at like all the dance studios? <laughs> Cheryl Sunday. Graham. And I remember just like not liking as like mom, like I don't like how I look in this like unitard or like bodysuit because I was the bigger one and then I quit because of it. I quit. I quit too eventually. And then but then I would see my two cousins. Amanda and Alyssa perform and compete and I was obsessed and like I need to join dance I need to join dance again and I was nine years old and it was the best decision for me like I loved it so much and like I didn't really think about my weight too much when I was in dance I just like always just wanted to like like be the best and whatever and I had some really great experiences with it and then Amanda and I were talking like a couple weeks ago and she was like I was listening to one of your podcasts and you were talking about like how much fun and how much like love that you have for like your memories with dance and she's just like it was not the same for me like it was so different like she was in competitive keep in mind but she's just like there was just so many negative things about it and I just like I felt sad for her because I'm like this is this was one of the best like 10 years of my life and I do remember there was a specific point though when I, like, lost a lot of weight, like, I think it was in grade 10 when I went on the Isogenics diet, right? Uh-huh. Two smoothies and a meal. <laughs> Shout out to diet culture. <laughs> and I lost weight, obviously. And then I remember people being like, oh, my God, you look so good. And, like, the director's mom was like, oh, you look amazing. Like, wow, great, great. And, like, just, like, praising me for losing weight. And I'm like, okay, so people like me when I'm smaller. Like, people prefer people oh when they're God. smaller. Like, yeah. everyone's always, like encouraging people or like acknowledging them for their weight loss but like I wasn't healthy like I would go into like dance class and like when I stopped actually dancing as a group and just like was teaching or assisting and I would be like okay I'm gonna move every minute of the last like the next five hours so I can burn off food and I can feel good that I've like exercised to my full potential for five hours like I would assist a bunch of different classes or teach different classes and like I need to be moving every minute of every part of these like classes and then go to the gym or something like that like it was just like it was very crazy when you think about it like that's not healthy no you know what I mean but in everyone else's eyes you're so healthy or so dedicated and you're so dedicated Mm -hmm. and you're losing a lot of weight Mm -hmm. oh my god Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I like this is I'm in the same boat and it's been my whole life. Like, I've yo-yoed where it's, like, 
I lost a lot of weight in like 2013 and then Mm -hmm. I gained it back and then I lost another 100 pounds in like 2018. And like, it's the same bullshit of like, you think you're putting out this, I guess, perception that you're really healthy and you've got it all figured out and it's like, you know what you're doing and you're so dedicated. But some of the stuff I was doing was so unbelievably toxic. Like what? Like... First of all, I became so obsessed with calories to the point where, like, my therapist actually was like, you probably would qualify as, like, being anorexic. And I laughed at her. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, your your counting tendencies, like, everything, you're always counting. And you're so obsessive with, it, it controls your life. And she's like, that's what, you know, just because you would get, like, you know, that, I guess, dying, like, if you would be diagnosed with anorexia, it sounds crazy. Because in in people's minds, it's only someone who's, like, a thinner person. Yeah, Mm -hmm. someone who's incredibly sick in a hospital who qualifies to get that, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, I remember once I went out with a friend of mine, and we went to a a really nice tea bar, and I ordered a tea that I thought was just, like, a a regular steep tea, zero calories. Like, I thought I just ordered a regular tea. Right. She got a peppermint tea. This is pre-COVID. And the server came, or the person came over, dropped us off the teas, and mine was really good. Like, (laughs) shout out to the tea bar that I went to, but... Were these alcoholic teas or regular teas? No, regular teas, but mine, I took a sip of it, and immediately I was like... Like, this is non-fat. This is not Not a diet tea. Oh, Jesus. Like, it's not. It's not a zero-calorie tea. So, my friend's talking to me. I haven't seen her in forever. We're trying to catch up, but my mind is elsewhere. I'm calculating. I'm like, okay, there's cane sugar in this for sure. They definitely didn't use an alternative milk. They used a regular milk, which is 2%, which has 140 calories per cup. Like, I'm literally, like, oh calculating it, and it's driving me so insane. Like, it's just, like, up here. Like it's, a- yeah, it's, like, the Zach Galifianakis fucking meme. Of, yeah. Like, him with all the, the like, <laughs> numbers. <laughs> and I'm not even in the moment talking to a friend that I care about. Like, I'm just elsewhere trying to calculate how much calories are in this fucking cup of tea. Anyway... To the point where I I was like, hey, sorry to interrupt. I need to swap teas with you. I was like, I need your peppermint tea and you need to drink whatever this is that I ordered. Because I don't know what I ordered and I don't know what's in it and I need to swap with you. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay. Like, weird. Like, you're fucking weird, but okay. So we swapped and I had the peppermint tea and everything was fine. But I explained that to my therapist. She's like, that is not normal. That's eating disorder vibes. That's eating disorder vibes. And then... You know, shit, like, once I overate and I calculated exactly how much I overate by, which was 1,400 calories, and I went to the gym and I went on the Stairmaster until I burnt 1,400 calories. It took me an hour and a half. Wow. That's also not normal. Mm -hmm. But to everyone else, I was, like, a weight loss success story, and it's, like... And you also had such a big following online, too, which I feel like... Tell me if I'm wrong. You started it as a way to keep yourself accountable and maybe to motivate other people, but then it became this obsessive thing where you're like, I need to make sure that I'm posting everything perfectly because people are going to think I'm a failure. I want to make sure that I'm like portraying myself in the right way. And then Mm -hmm. it just kind of got overwhelming and to the point where you just like stopped. 
Totally Is that, toxic. Is that true? 100%. Yeah. And there was times I felt like so, where I was so honest where I'm like, I'm not being authentic. Like I'm posting stuff about, you know, whatever, like yeah. weight loss and all this shit or whatever I'm doing that day and the reality is is that I am struggling and this isn't this like this is past the point of being sustainable totally and I'm I was so into I was at my lowest weight ever I looked great and I was so insecure so if you were to compare yourself then to where you are now what would you say would be like your biggest growth or like learning experience um probably I think it's one of those, I think finding out or realizing, which I didn't know in the moment, it took me like a little bit to figure it out, but through this whole, like, I think once the guy called me fat, shout out to him, it really skyrocketed this thing where I took the next year and a half and like a good portion of the pandemic to just like dive into a lot of like self-reflection, self-love, working on myself like really trying to figure it out mm-hmm. going to therapy, going to therapy. yeah you know I used to talk about this a lot on like my finstagram or my fitnessgram or whatever the fuck it's called but I used to talk a lot about like I feel like I lost a lot of weight but I didn't let my mental health catch up and I'm all over the map like so I took that time to like really balance it out and actually put in the work to start being like okay I just want to like my, I just want to like who I am. Mm-hmm. It sounds so simple. Like I just want to eat normal, work out a normal amount and just like enjoy who I am. Like yeah. that's what I would like. And so I took this like good chunk of the pandemic and whatever to like actually put in the work to, to do those things. And so I think the weirdest like thing that has happened has probably been when I was at my lowest weight ever feeling so insecure and handing over my self-worth to a finance bro and whatever. That's who I was back then. Um, but everyone else would deem me as, like, a success story. Versus now, where I actually really, like, like myself. Mm-hmm. Isn't you know? it the best? It's the feeling? best. Because you know, like, you know who you are. And you're like, this is me. And acceptance, of course. Like, we talked about this. Like, mm-hmm. accepting who you are as a person, where you are in life, what you look like. And just, like, knowing that, like, the people that come into your life, they're either going to love you or hate you. Whatever. That's on them. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're not going to please and be, um, like, there for everybody. Like, you're not everyone's cup of tea. Which I feel like is, for me, has been, like, such a hard thing to, like, oh, realize. Sure, and, like, sure. I'm like, I love myself. And I think I'm really cool. And, like, my friends think the same. But, like, not everyone's going to feel the same especially guys so it is what it is but I think it's coming to that point in your life where you're like okay with it Mm -hmm. you know and what we were talking about during the pizza break (laughs) to add to that which is I have met so many women that I think are so beautiful Mm -hmm. so hot attractive smart like just I'm very like I gravitate towards them. You're one of those people. But for real, like, so many women. The majority of them. Yeah. And I think, like, especially when I was losing weight, a lot of them would tell me, you know, would be really vulnerable with me and tell me a lot of their own, like, personal struggles and things like that. And a lot of the times I feel like, what? Like, you? Mm-hmm. Because I only see the good and I only see like you in the most positive light and so 
that was another thing was like, okay, if women of all shapes and sizes and heights and different appearances and everybody is somehow feeling the same way to me, that is not our problem. That's like a society thing. Totally. Totally. And then when we were talking about this, I had told Taylor, I'm like, one of the biggest things that has really, like, helped shape, like, my views of myself and just, like, feeling better about myself is, like, following people online that look similar to me or, like, make me feel good and don't make me feel like shit or make me feel like I have to change what I look like or, like, who I am to, like, be a cooler version of myself online. And I feel like social media is, like, we work, we both work in social media. Like, I run my parents, like, salon online and you do your con- like consulting and work for your friend's account um, business and you have to be have an online presence like but it truly is detrimental to us I think like being online so much and seeing what everyone's doing and like mm-hmm. comparing ourselves and excuse me it's such a thing that like we like to be involved with because it's fun to see what everybody else is doing and like post what we're doing or whatever but at the same time it's like we weren't meant to know what's going on 24 7 in everybody's lives and only see people's highlights right totally like Like, i don't post myself crying in bed at night having a mental breakdown (laughs) crying into the pillow for to the point where i can't breathe or not getting out of bed for like the two days off that i'm off like i don't post the fights that i have with like people in my life or i don't post my financial struggles like living alone living in a fucking environment where we're like society this is another thing that i feel very deeply on but like our societal like what's the word i'm looking for like what we're supposed to do with our lives like go to school get a job like get married all that stuff like the milestones the mile the the hashtag milestones yeah by a certain age or just like feeling that you're not good enough like I don't post that kind of stuff like I cry to myself or I talk to my friends about it I don't post online because like nobody that's not the kind of things that people want to hear but I feel like this is also why I have a podcast is to be able to talk about these things in life because I know I'm not the only one that goes through this and I feel like it's a better outlook to or a better um I don't know. I'm, I'm. I'm. Sometimes I get lost for words. Like, yeah, it's like not a better outlook, but it's a better outlet. Yeah, like outlet. It's a, yes, it's a good place to like to talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. Exactly, because like if you want to listen to it, awesome. If you don't, that's okay. But like you're not, you're not seeing it on everyone's story. Like you're mm-hmm. not seeing it on Instagram. You have to like fully actually go to listen to it and take the time to and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. Is just like my stepdad's. He's like. Because this is like your therapy. I'm like, you're kind of right. Like, it's true. It kind of is true. It's free. It's free. And then I also get to enjoy <laughs> other people's company at yeah. the same time and get other people's input on things like this, which is like the real shit that I feel like really matters because we all go through these things. Like, whether it's like doubting yourself with your career or, you know, where you at far, where you're at financially or like your acceptance with yourself and how you feel about yourself and d- dating and just like so many things. It's nice to feel like you can connect with somebody like face to face which I feel like I thrive off of like I can talk to someone online and whatever that's fine but like actually being in the flesh with them and talking about things like this and hearing their input is like such a different experience than Mm -hmm. just being an online friend so that's why I'm like so happy that you're here and we're having these fucking chats and eating chips and drinks and pizza it's amazing (laughs) it's great it's so true and it's it is so true like I I love social media. I really do. TikTok is the first time, which is why, like, I think we're big TikTok fans, but yeah. TikTok is the first time people started kind of to air their dirty laundry, whereas, like, Instagram... Or just be normal. Be, like, real. And authentic and transparent. And it's, like, 
this fucking sucks. And the Who other thing feels like this? about TikTok is I go through TikTok and like things will come up on my page. And I'm like, wow, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm like, I have never had an authentic thought in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is living the same life yeah. as me, just in a different body, basically. Yeah. And, but especially Instagram too, where everything is so curated curated and edited and whatever like you know there's so many trends where people show like a picture from their instagram feed and the real story behind it mm-hmm. and i have on so tiktok many, on tiktok yeah and there's so many examples like i have so many examples of that where like i post a picture and i look like i'm having the time of my life and it's like here's the real story you were in italy that. and lost your luggage or whatever i was like, in italy and lost my toenail uh- <laughs> But, like, shit like that, right? Or, like, something really bad happening or you being in, like, a really... You post a selfie and you look great. And you just, like, cry But you're in, like, a pure depression. After, yeah, yeah. You know? and So true. Yeah, shit like that where it's, like... I don't know. It's kind of toxic where it's, like, in your face 24-7. So that's why I kind of like TikTok because I feel like people are just honest and authentic about how they're really feeling and about how shitty a breakup makes you feel Mm -hmm. and about how crazy it can make you feel or how your body makes you feel like there's so many people on tiktok posting about body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. their relationship with their body trying to overcome it and it's just shit you don't hear about on no really curated but that's the shit i thrive off of me too i love it i love it so much and also like you were saying you follow like beak sent me a bunch of profiles on instagram where she's like you need to follow these people but you saying like oh following these people makes me feel better and it's so true like because i find there's a couple people i follow who i think are similar body types to me Mm -hmm. and i look at photos of them and i'm like that person is stunning like she looks beautiful right so pretty and I would never look at her and say, all oh, the she has that this I rule. Say to myself. Totally, totally. Or like pinpoint a certain part of their body and like, oh, this should be smaller. This should be that. You're just like, wow, gorgeous and all they are. And that's how people view you. And that's how people view you. And, but we don't feel the same way about it. I know. It's crazy. And we're so, and you know what? It's crazy because I think it's one of those things too where it's like, you know, the meaner you are to others and you're like the meaner you're gonna be to yourself yeah or the more you hate yourself the more you are rude to others for sure which is something that i've seen it's like a cyclical thing and i i cannot be that kind of person who is a bitch to people or like is mean and like meaning it in like a way that i want to hurt them Mm -hmm. so that's why i'm like so thrown off sometimes when people are like assholes to me or just to other people and in general i'm like why like Mm -hmm. but just goes to show people project a lot and that's what I've learned in the last, I don't know, year. It's like the way that people treat you is like how they actually feel about themselves. For sure. Which is what causes that whole cyclical thing of like they hate themselves. So they treat you like shit. Mm-hmm. And then you feel shitty about yourself. Totally. Or you internalize you other- it and you're like, what? Because I'm a sensitive girl. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. I'm very sensitive. I pick up the energy of other people in the room. Like, if someone's having a bad day and they're, like, making these snark remarks, I'm like, oh, shoot, like, did I do something wrong? Like, are they mad at me? Like, that kind of thing. But I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I didn't do anything. Like, it's just my own insecurities or, like, I just, like, I'm feeling their emotions or whatever it might be. Yeah. You know? And that's why, like, navigating all this shit is so important you're single oh totally because you can't just spit fire these things with someone at the end of the night it's all in your head and then you start to like get into this deep thought and you're like whoa like and you bring yourself down 
to this like downward spiral or you feel like no one's going to be able to connect with what you're saying or think that you're crazy or whatever it may be but like I wish I truly wish like there are times in my life where I'm like I don't really want a boyfriend it's fine like maybe because I have trust issues and I don't fully want to like let somebody in knowing that like maybe they don't feel the same or they don't have the right intentions but then at the other side of things I'm like wouldn't it be so nice to like come home at the end of the day and just unpack your day with somebody and talk about this kind of thing and just like be on the same wavelength you know Mm -hmm. and love each other and cuddle and have good sex and eat food and just like so many things yep I don't know I'm like super deep in my feels maybe it's because I'm like wear a bottle of wine in and um like uh, Mickey of tequila, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that probably has something to do with it. Though. I think that's also why I had hiccups. Probably, <laughs> but like, don't we're gonna edit those hiccups out? Oh, uh, maybe and I'll leave a couple. I might leave a couple in because yeah, it was funny, just but just for a couple sound effects. Yeah, between that and the thunderstorm, but it's true though. It's like I think that's another thing that I've kind of like really noticed about this you know how do you measure self-growth how do you know you're actually growing as a person um because I feel like I've been putting all this work in and I'm like reading and journaling and going to therapy and I'm really trying to get my shit together and it's like how do I know that I've actually grown as a person and I find dating is a good way to measure that because when I you know look back on how I used to date Mm -hmm. which was I would overly, I would drink a lot before I went because I was so nervous that this guy was going to show up and be, just be so appalled by the, by even just the look of me that he would leave. Mm-hmm. Like that was my in, vibe going in. I was Which like, I better ridiculous. get hammered. So ridiculous. I, can, if you're I know about it's it. insane, but it was real. And I was like, yeah, I need to drink to overcompensate for it. So I'm going to show up like liquid you know, courage, liquid courage. And then I would go and I would spend the entire date like. I guess, analyzing whether or not he liked me. Like, the whole date was Not like, do I like them. Do I even like this mm-hmm. person? Am I even having fun right now? Which yeah. the answer nine times out of ten was, no, I'm not having fun. This sucks, and I don't really even like this guy, and I kind of want to go home. But you just want him to like you. But I want him to like me so bad. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck is that? And that is how I've actually measured progress, because now I compare how I dated like post relate post my long-term relationship and like all these dates that I've gone on all these experiences that I've had and I'm finally I can say confidently I'm at a point where like I go on dates with oh, sure <laughs> Cheers. I'm just filling us up Beeks is filling us up but I go on dates with really low expectations totally just or just for fun just to experience somebody new and see what they have to offer and not going into it with any expectations 100 percent, like no expectations and also no fear about whether how they think of me like no if i get there and they're just immediately not attracted to me i'm kind of like okay it is what it is like we are on this we're here for the next hour and then we'll just wrap it up and that's it totally and then the whole time I'm like more so focused on whether or not I like them yeah that's a great mindset to have and we talked about this before I can't remember if we spoke about it um on the podcast but I asked a bunch of people this weekend when I was out like men sorry men specifically I said would you rather be with somebody who is like really attractive or someone who's super confident and most of them said someone who has confidence Mm -hmm. because 
it's such a good, it's attractive to somebody else if you are comfortable with who you are and you're comfortable in a room or a setting with other people and you can talk and just like be yourself as opposed to someone who's maybe really attractive but just like no personality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'd rather someone who's funny and who can make me laugh than someone who is a 10 out of 10. Yeah. A hundred percent. But if they're both, even better. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's a hundred percent that. And so it sounds so simple, but it's one of those things that you actually like really have to put a lot of effort in, which is which sucks. And it seems like a lot of women are in that same boat, which again goes back to my point of like, it's funny that we're all in the same boat and we all look so different. We're all so harsh on each on mm-hmm. critical ourselves. of ourselves yeah. and we all look so different. Totally. And you look at people and you're like, that person's beautiful and this person's beautiful, but like, you're the only exception. Like, you don't think you're beautiful and it's just, it's weird. Or how people perceive you and you just don't believe it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's craziness. It's so crazy. How, okay, so what is our advice to the listeners who might be going through the same thing right now? Like, what would you tell them? How can you get to a place where you are accepting of yourself and just like, don't give a fuck? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's still, even though I probably came across sounding like I have everything figured out, I don't. I think what I would say is that life is pretty short. It is. And it's like spending your entire life not liking yourself every day or not treating yourself like your own best friend is a really rough way to go through life. Yeah. That's how I kind of pictured it. It is really easy to hate yourself. The hardest part is like trying to just accept who you are. Acceptance I think is like the number one thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where it's like, it's easier to just wallow in self pity and hate yourself. Totally. It's the easy solution. The harder choice is putting in the work to really try to like yourself but the reward is so much better yeah because I you agree. start to enjoy every day yeah and, and wearing a bikini and totally and eating a piece of pizza and not freaking out that like you have to go on the stairmaster for an hour and a half no like, exactly i think that's the number one thing i would say is acceptance and just realizing like this is how i look right now and if i look the same next year totally fine if i don't also fine but like also doing the things that make you feel good like in your body or like mentally like and for me that's like I know I feel the best when I'm eating well or if I'm exercising like going to the gym or even just like moving my body going for walks or like just being in touch with myself and like saying like hey what do I need right now like if I just want to like chill on the couch tonight I'm gonna do that that's Mm -hmm. fine but not making myself feel bad if I don't stick to this like ritual or the routine that I like would typically stick to like going to the gym every day and like meal prepping all the time like I haven't done groceries in two weeks I'm gonna be honest I've been eating out a lot I've been eating like crap I'm not feeling the best but like it is what it is I know tomorrow's another day and Mm -hmm. I went to the gym tonight and hopefully starting that again because it's not like a linear thing it's like an up and down thing you know like life happens and you're like I know I didn't make it to the gym this last weekend because I was having fun with my friends or like enjoying my time off or whatever it may be you know yeah and I think like the I mean this is probably like could be a whole other episode in itself but the you know emphasis we place on our body and how much attention we spend on ourselves and what we look like and all that stuff is one component of it 
And the obsession with food and mm-hmm. the obsession with exercise is a whole other side of it that I think women of all sizes have had issues with. Totally. Which is also crazy, right? Yeah. Because in your own experience, you always feel like, well, of course I have an obsession with food and of course I have an obsession with exercise. Look at me. I need to. That's how I used to talk to myself. Like, yes, of course I obsess over these things. But then I would meet someone who is a total, like in my mind, the perfect body weight and Mm -hmm. just, like, very healthy, very normal, no issue with, like, weight gain or anything. And they still have their struggles, too. Totally, totally. like, oh, my God. It's the same thing with, like, food. And so I've also been on this kind of thing where I've realized that, like, obsessing with food and obsessing with exercise, I guess, has actually done more damage to me than if I just lived life normally. Because... I am like, okay, on Monday, I'm going back to my like clean eating and like I, you know, I got to restart. And so as a result, I'm going to eat an entire pizza on Sunday, even though I don't want to eat an entire pizza. I honestly just want like one or two slices, but I have to eat the entire thing to like, because I'm never going to have pizza again. Cause now I'm on this like health and wellness journey. Bullshit. And so even that relationship with food, I'm trying to, like, heal. Be better. Or, like, no, there's always going to be more if you want it. Like, if I want right? to have ice cream every single day for 30 days, that's possible. Have a scoop. Yeah. I can do that. Totally. But our life is, like, it, it's so, like, your mind has has just been imprinted with all this diet culture bullshit that you're, like. Or it, they separate good and bad foods. Yeah. Like, I feel guilty if I have pizza. I feel guilty if I have a burger. I feel guilty if I'm not eating anything other than rice, chicken, and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I was, like, I was on a diet plan once upon a time, and that's all I ate, which it was true. I, I had a personal trainer in, like, high school, and I lost a bunch of weight, but all I ate, like, in the morning, I had eggs. And then I uh, had, a uh, like, a snack. And then in the afternoon, I had, like, a tuna sandwich. Nighttime, chicken and rice. Like, literally. Like, it was, like, an ongoing joke with me and my friends. It was, like, the BK Lounge D chicken and rice. Like, that's all I fucking ate for, yeah. like, three or four months. And, yeah, it worked. But, like, I also wasn't living. Like, I love food. And I feel like you love food, too. And that's, like, such a great part of life is to experience food. But, like, if you feel guilty, if you're not eating something that's, like, considered a diet food, it makes you feel shitty. Yeah. A hundred percent. I have, like, a whole list of, like, I guess what I considered, what I would consider to be safe foods mm-hmm. and then, like, non-safe foods that give me anxiety. Yeah. That it's, like, why is that the case? Because for me, it's one of those things where it's, like, if I eat a cookie, which is 140 calories. I don't know calories like, of things. I do Oh, not my God. I have, like, the whole book, but in my brain. But basically, like, a cookie, you know, is probably 110 calories, let's say. And an apple is 110 calories. But in my mind, if I have a cookie, I've really fucked up. And as a result, like, I need to eat the entire case of cookies because I'm starting my weight loss thing the next day. And so I can't believe I had a cookie and I have to binge out on all these cookies as a last hurrah because tomorrow is really be serious. So that's how you feel, like, when you go off, like, your beaten path of, like food you feel like you have to like just eat it all basically it's weird it's like okay well today is clearly a bad day Mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna go off the fucking rails and then i'll be back tomorrow and so even though i don't even want it do i want to eat a case of cookies like not really i don't feel great after eating it but i do it because i'm like well i'm not gonna have cookies 
ever again because mm-hmm. I'm going to actually get on my shit on Monday. And that took me, like, that cycle took me, like, such a long time to get out of. And I'm finally past that point where now I just eat food and I'm like, it's okay if I have a cookie. Mm-hmm. I don't need to eat the whole pack. I don't want it. No. And if I want a cookie tomorrow, that's fine too. Like, you know, you compare calories to calories and it's like, it's not what you're eating. It's that psychological bullshit that makes you overeat and overcompensate. Totally. To the point or, where you don't even feel good. Because you're like, I, I'm never going to have this again. Like, I have to have it now. But when in reality, I feel like on TikTok, a lot of people, like, I follow people who, or it shows up on my few page, like, people who have struggled with, like, different eating disorders. And they're like, that's one of the biggest things that has helped me is, like, if I feel like I want to binge, I have what I want. And then I, excuse me, tell myself, like, it'll be here tomorrow if I want some. Mm-hmm. Or I can have some later at another time. And then they don't feel the need to, like, overcompensate. the entire thing until yeah. you're sick. Yeah, because that's not good. That's not fun either, right? Like, that's never fun. And you know what? If you want to eat the entire... If I really, in my heart of hearts, was like, I'm in the mood to eat an entire case of cookies, like, fine. Mm -hmm. But it's never been that. It's always been this weird emotional thing and this restrictive thing of, like, you have to eat everything on site because you're starting fresh tomorrow and you'll never be able to have it again. Mm -hmm. And it's just... It sounds so crazy to to people who don't have understand like no one who's had that experience right and so I've really started to normalize how I eat and I think like I live with my two best friends right now in Vancouver and they have such a normal relationship with food where they just eat whenever they want or like if they're whatever or whenever they want and if they're full they stop eating and if they want dessert they just order dessert they're like yeah we'll split a piece of pie and I'm like okay cool like we're all just gonna have a bite and that's it (laughs) yeah like are we bawling out and we're binging tonight (laughs) or are we like not having the dessert like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. like I've been forced into seeing their happy mediums of just like it's okay and I've had conversations with them I'm like do you guys think about what you consume and they're like not really we just eat when we're hungry and we eat what we want intuitive eating I guess intuitive fucking eating Mm -hmm. which is crazy to think about the fact that it's like a thing a thing yeah where it's like you have to train yourself to eat normally because all these evil diet corporations have like conditioned you to think that you should not be able to eat normally totally or like for example like my mom has always been one who's like been into diets and like Mm -hmm. eats a certain way and all this stuff and she believes like three meals a day three snacks i'm like i can't eat that much food like i don't get that hungry or I'll be like, yeah, I only ate once today. She goes, oh, well, that's not good. You need to be eating three meals a day plus mm-hmm. all these things. And I'm like, okay, maybe for you. But, like, I just, like, I, I physically can't do it. And she's also been one who, like, in my life when I was younger and who, like, was like, yeah, I'm going on this diet. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Like, you should do this. Or, like, was put me on, like, different diets. And I feel like that's been such a, like, a that's what our relationship has been. And, like, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I'm eating this tonight. And she goes, oh. And I'm like, you're judging. She goes, no, I'm not. I'm like, yeah, you are. Like, And I know she doesn't mean it in a way that's conniving, but that's how she grew up. And my grandma also grew up like that. And my great-grandma grew up like that. Like, they say, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I say this often. Like, generational trauma mm-hmm. flows. Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember being young and being at, like, a party or something, like, with my family. And my great-grandma would say, like, oh, are you having that pie? 
like you're getting pretty chunky like you shouldn't have that pie or like if you're having that pie like don't eat the crust because it's fattening and then my mayor would say things like that and then my mom would say things like that and then it gets thrown down to me and I'm just like this is insane like it's crazy to think about like how you're grown up with your views around food and not Mm -hmm. just like hey you're hungry okay have this it's like no you shouldn't have that you shouldn't have that like it's just it's crazy yeah and my mom too was like so my mom is like 130 pounds soaking wet up like just a very tiny woman Mm -hmm. who has never had weight issues ever in her life and so her reaction to like putting me through diets and stuff wasn't because it came from anything with her like she always thought I was perfect the way that I was but it was actually like physicians like our family doctors who would be like here's the BMI chart and your daughter's super obese Mm -hmm. and I'm like a kid who's a little bit heavier and it's like here's your daughter on the chart and if you don't figure this out things are gonna get really bad so you better start only feeding her carrots and like they would shame my mom into being like you shouldn't be taking her to McDonald's. You shouldn't be taking her out, blah, blah, blah. And my mom, like, her and I have had honest conversations about it where she's been like, I I, I just, I wanted the best for you. And I didn't know how to deal with weight issues. I've never had weight issues. I wasn't sure what to do. So Which is fair. To me, I would just turn to, like, places that were advertising weight loss and I thought maybe you'd go on a diet and that was it. Like... And so we've had these, like, solid conversations about that. And I'm like, I don't blame you for that shit. And I don't blame you for putting me on diets and, and trying. Like, I I get it. I get where it was coming from. You were coming from a place of fear that I was going to maybe be unhealthy or that maybe it would get out of control. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, it is definitely one of those things where, like, being on a diet always, always being a work in progress. Like, it just it has an effect on you that is so like imprinted into your life and then you become an adult and it's It's all you think about it's all you think about and it's how you react to things and like you know you can't even eat normally because you're like well I have to diet and I can't like you're so like turned around because your whole life has been ingrained into your head that it's like you're not okay as you are you need to make serious changes at some point and you know otherwise no one will that was another thing I'm sure you probably heard growing up too right was like you're gonna want a boyfriend you better like lose the weight like I don't know if you heard that one I I used to get that one a lot oh fuck no I don't think I ever got that I think it was more like we're just worried about your health kind of thing yeah um but that's a classic one too yeah but like health at every size man like well that was like what I used to get so pissed about like I remember I ran a half marathon last May May 2020 I ran a fucking half marathon it took me two hours and a half and I weighed 205 pounds Mm -hmm. and I had like a stomach and Mm -hmm. like I just which is normal by the way like I have a fucking stomach too but it's my most insecure part of my body I know but I'm like everyone's insecure about it and we all have it yeah literally everyone but to me I used to always I would almost get like into an into like a vicious rage because I'd be like if you put me against someone who's really thin who's a chronic smoker who doesn't exercise doesn't exercise eats like shit because two people could have the same type of lifestyle but one person looks different and the other one looks Mm -hmm. uh, also different yeah 
But to me, I was like, okay, you're going to stack me against someone who's like 100 pounds, let's say, who eats like shit, smokes, whatever, like all these unhealthy habits. And then you put me beside them, like, and you put the average person in front of the two of us and you said, who's healthier? Mm -hmm. They're going to pick the person who's 100 pounds. And it's like, I just ran a half marathon, bitch. I'm the healthier one. Yeah. You know, and I used to go get my blood pressure taken. I got my blood pressure taken recently and the doctor was like, oh my God, you have the blood pressure of like a teenage boy. You're super healthy. And I'm like, right. Thanks. But the average person would look at me and And be like, no, "No, she needs to get her shit together. Mm -hmm. Right. And so all of this is just fucking frustrating beaks. I I feel like I'm on a rampage now, but like. I love it though. It's It's true. It's true. And I agree. It's, where do we go from here? I don't know. I think it's like, um, I think releasing other people's opinions and mm-hmm. take, taking that shit with a grain of salt and like loving who you are, taking care of who you are. And because- also trying to empower other people to be accepting of themselves. Mm-hmm. Because in my life, I hear people around me who I love talk negatively about their bodies and negatively about themselves. And I'm just like, why? Why, why, why do that? Obviously, because you feel a certain way about yourself and you feel the need to like follow this diet or not eat carbs or whatever it may be because you want to lose weight or feel better. But like in my eyes, I'm like, you look fine. You like, Mm -hmm. but it's to each their own kind of thing. But I think that's really an important thing is just to like let other people know that they can be accepting of themselves. And so I have a canker like in my tongue right now. It's like, hitting my teeth it hurts but (laughs) um (laughs) but like just like being able to accept themselves I think is like such a huge thing and I Mm -hmm. think that's where we've both figured out is our happy place and even though we might not look how we want to look and I'm quoting air quotes right now but like how we want to look or or whatever but like we're working towards those like little goals that we might have and just like feeling okay with who we are Mm -hmm. right and like trusting yourself enough to know that you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a whole other thing of, like, starting to learn to trust my body to be, like, I am full. Yes. I need to work out. I don't yes. feel well and I need totally. to work out. That was me today. Like, I was on a bender, a three-day bender this weekend. I drank Thursday night, Friday night, Sunday night. Didn't eat very well. Didn't treat my body with kindness. Woke up today. Felt like absolute shit. Went to work. Felt like shit. Hadn't worked out in a couple days. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to the gym. I literally just did 30 minutes of cardio and that was it. And stretched, and I was like, you know what? This is good enough for me for today. This is a good step to ease back into my workout routine. But, like, this is better than nothing. And that was really important to me. And I did it, and I was like, and now I'm eating chips and and pizza and drinking wine and hanging out. But, like, it was, like, a good thing to just kind of, like, get back into a routine, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what I I needed. I think, like, that diet culture bullshit, it, like, skews your mentality to the point where you don't trust yourself anymore. And you don't even know what's real. Mm -hmm. And you're mixing your, like emotional eating or your emotional like behaviors I guess with like what's actually real which is because I and I say that because when I started like my weight loss journey in like 2018 yeah I knew and I felt it in my body that I was at a point where I I really was a little bit unhealthy Mm -hmm. like I could feel it and I went Mm -hmm. on a trip and like my knees were really sore and I was really out of breath and like really uncomfortable and I was only 25, and I remember thinking, okay, 
I need to start making some positive changes so that I can feel a little bit better. Totally. Regardless of what the end result is or what that means. That was the goal. And then shit got out of hand and, you know, all this stuff of like, you know, being thin and diet culture and all that shit infiltrated it. But I am now at the point where I'm like, okay, I kind of listened to my body where it's like, sometimes you're too tired to go to the gym or you're too burnt out. And it's like, it's okay to rest if your body needs rest. It's okay to eat something really good when you want to eat something really good, but eat to the point where you're full Mm -hmm. or... You know, like, whatever it is your body actually needs. But to me, I used to never listen to those cues. It was like I ate in excess to comfort myself. I slept in excess to comfort myself. I avoided exercise as a form of self-care because I didn't feel like working out. But it was actually damaging me. Like, there was just so much that was like, I wasn't listening to signals and cues. And I was so all over the place. So that whole, like, self-love journey is not an easy one. But you kind of get to a point where you're like, I'm just going to start being fucking nice and not like beating myself up for eating pizza and just being like, I'm going to eat pizza until I'm full and then I'm going to stop. Totally. Like, like, we just had like two slices insane. and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. But, like definitely want some a little bit later. But like right now <laughs> I'm like, I'm like good. Yeah. But yeah. in the past I would eat until I feel like physically sick. Just yeah. I've, I'm, I've done that. Yeah. Many times. And it's like... Like, last night, I had two junior chickens, two McDoubles, dresses a Mac, a small strawberry milkshake, and a medium fry. Fabulous. I was very... The strawberry there, but... <laughs> milkshake sounds, like, really good right now. It was really good. But, like, I ate that. I'm like, why am I eating this? I feel ill. But I couldn't leave it. I'm mm-hmm. like, I have to eat it all. But, uh... It's, like, emotional situ... And I still face the same... some Those same things sometimes. I don't want to sound like I'm, like, healed or, like, fully awakened and I have all my shit figured out because... Mm. There's sometimes where, like, all of this self-care and all this work that I've been doing just goes completely out the fucking window. And yeah. I just... You have these times where you're, back like... back to my, like, comfort thing. Totally, totally. But then it's, like, getting back on to mm-hmm. what you want to be doing that makes the biggest difference. But, yeah. Wow. We have had a... Well, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, amazing. If we had to recap this, yeah. don't date men. Love Honestly, yourself. I don't know if you've listened to any of my other podcast episodes, but I was like fully open that like I would be down to date a woman. Like I, I think... have my I have my Tinder and my Bumble open to men and women. I haven't met any women that I'd be like into like dating or hooking up with or like whatever, but like it's definitely I've like broadened my horizons a little bit. Um, so yeah. And that's how it goes. Like it, you got to do those things when you really feel it and you want to make those like you, you know, you want to, like, jump two feet in. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm really drunk. <laughs> but it's true, though. And I feel like um, there's been a lot of times, too, where I've just felt like I could definitely be attracted to a woman, too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, it's worth exploring. Totally. And that's what I feel like the 20s are all about. The roaring 20s. The roaring 20s. Just explore your sexuality, your likes people men women all in between like Mm -hmm. who cares Mm -hmm. we're all just like going through this life called this journey called life and just do what feels good i don't know that's the takeaway of this like two hour conversation Mm -hmm. we're 45 minutes of the two hours i have hiccups (laughs) but like i honestly think that is the takeaway it's just like do what feels good is do what is right for you put yourself first love yourself first and make decisions Based on what is going to make you happy. Totally. 
Well, this has been lovely. <laughs> this is going to have to go through some serious editing. Oh, you know what I so mean. much editing. But I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on this episode. Well, thanks, I think it's episode 21 or 22. I can't be sure. I can't remember. Um, but I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And where can the listeners find you? Um, the listeners can find me on my personal Instagram at TTSQS. I'll link it in the description. Yeah, link it in the description. So <laughs> we are going to end this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed our real life chat and our experience today talking about so many different things. We are going to finish our drinks, have some more pizza. I'm also going to pull up the YouTube video of us like 2016 we were talking about um where we saw taylor at the restaurant and she was in her really cute outfit so, <laughs> so tartar she, sauce yeah with tartar sauce all over her boobs um but again thank you guys so much if you haven't already rated and reviewed the podcast you can find it on apple podcasts and um go ahead and let us know how you liked the episode if you're not already following on instagram the handle is life as beaks podcast and thank you guys so much bye Thank you.